Is it summertime already? <laughs> oh gosh, well it seems like a great time to give a gay man some money. You may not know this, but Crisis Twink has a listener support option. If you go to the show notes and click the link, you may be presented with the opportunity to donate a small monthly fee to help support operating costs. It can be as little or as astronomical as you want, but any amount is appreciated. If I could give you a smooch, I would, but I can't. So enjoy these dulcet tones instead, uh, dulcet tones that many have described as akin to a very warm hug. So please donate if you'd like. Hey girlies, welcome to Crisis Twink, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies. Whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a problematic fave, or just something that needs to be urgently discussed or you'll die, we're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. My name is Drew Haskins, and I'm the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. Joining me today is a a true dream guest, one of the funniest people alive, truly, 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 Gifford Elliott. Hello. Welcome. Hi, Drew. So thank you for having me in your studio so much. This is my first podcast. It's lovely to be in your studio. I never knew it was all suede. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I have those little like spiky phone things on the wall for like texture and acoustic quality like it's it's a sierra mist fountain i would have never thought you know so who would have thought who would have thought as nice like the weird thing about recording studios is like every single time and i've been in a lot in my day working in music business every studio has like the nicest shit on the walls nicest equipment and one horrible dingy rug that has been there since like 1965, <laughs> like without fail. Like it, who knows what's been spilled there? Like oh. there's chemicals since banned that are sitting in that rug, you know, in memory. I, I'm, a rug never forgets. A rug you know, never truth. forgets. Like we need the, yeah. Ken's, the Ken Burns documentary about the, the what these rugs have seen. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> The best since prohibition, absolutely. Oh, it's collecting dust, collecting memories. It's, I can see it now, just gorgeous stuff. I know that episode on 1-800-CARPET is just insane. Insane. (laughs) Tragic stuff revealed, so. Stanley's steamer has been called in to give a testimonial and it's not, (laughs) it's not pretty. It's gonna be um, Bob Furniture, just like, but a shadow in front of him. So- Oh, in the- like the deep throat, um, the, like vocoder. Yeah, Bob, so like, oh, I know Empire, Empire. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so it's gonna be one, uh, uh, on, you know, lowering. So yeah, very conspicuous. Yeah. I'm glad we're uh, closing out Pride Month doing this. Like, this is a very yeah. sweet end to. Like, I always forget every year that Pride Month is a series of little degradations, and by the end of the month, it's 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 time. It's time to go to July. Well, there's the, you know, I, I actually don't know what the correct order is. I think people have talked about this before, but you know, it feels like it's moving into sloth, you know, with July. Yeah. It's just like, it, it feels like there's an overlap there that it's just exhausts you, you know, especially if you are someone who really participates in pride and 
doing the events. I can't imagine, you know, there are those people who travel around the globe to do everything. That's crazy to me. Like one, this was my first like pride pride since 2019. And I was like done. Oh, what'd you do? After the, well, I went to Chicago pride and you know, the day started with such promise and then ended with my phone getting stolen, which is like a time-honored pride tradition, but. Right. It's. Did you get the new one? Well, I got the same one I had. So I had, this phone was only six months old. And, uh, and I just got the same one. It's crazy. Like, this is not a new observation, but like living without a phone for 48 hours was insane yeah you can't call anyone well I mean it's so simple you can't call anyone but like you don't realize how much like you actually need a working phone number until you don't have one anymore uh truly I mean your mind is just also becomes built to be worried about you know the the larger aspects of 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 not having a phone so it's not like you know it's you can't check social media there but then also then you start to like make up scenarios of like what what a family is looking for me in this time and everything and yeah it it, it's very like yellow jackets off the grid but on (laughs) on a much Mm -hmm. more minor scale like I don't know. It just every year though, it's it, it like I end up like tired and with like frisé in my socks, and it's just no, no fun. But how, how did it compare to LA Pride? What was that like? Well, LA Pride, I think Chicago Pride is more fun. Like the parade is more fun. I just like the queer scene in LA or in Chicago way more than the queer scene in like West Hollywood specifically. Um, LA is very much about the um, the concert experience. I feel like it's whoever yeah. they have. Um, yeah. And yeah. like in Chicago, that's split up over two weekends. And I wasn't here for the concert oh. weekend. So like, I can't speak to that part of the experience. But like the parade was very nice. And I was with friend of the pod, Yifu Ho, who was having his first pride ever. And mm. he was very, very, very excited just like, take it in and that like you know the eyes of the babe that was a very nice experience but what did you do for pride this year anything prideful I went to visit my cousin who I hope will join us later on in the podcast Mm -hmm. to help assess the trauma of the emergency so I went down to visit her in uh, Sag Harbor and we've been here and then otherwise I've gone to a few events but I've mostly been busy busy and you know fluttering around um I did miss Asbury Pride New Jersey Pride which is my favorite because there's this woman who goes and she does ten dollar Reiki Reiki healing yeah and I really enjoyed it you know I, I've gone there a few times it's a very family-friendly pride it's all gated in it's all food stands it's pretty much, it's like, it's the food stand event. And they were like, what should we call it this weekend? Um, New Jersey Pride. And then you go in there, but there's this woman with the Reiki um, st- stand and she just, you know, she works on you. And then she worked on me for, it was $10, but she worked on me for like 20 minutes. And then she, and then she um, 
afterwards just was exhausted and just fell into her chair and oh, wow. said, oh God, I just drained your heart. You know, I just drained your heart. She, it was like, I had, I had like burdened her. So then of course, like I tipped her $20. Cause I was yeah. like, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. I took the life force out of this woman who just did this Reiki healing, but I, I, I would hope to meet her again. So I'm sad that I missed um, New Jersey pride this year, but um, yeah, that's what I did. Oh my God. That's that sort of like energetic alignment. Like it, it, it's, it's, it is real. I do think like there is like something very like potent about that force. Like that we have yet to that tap into and to think that that happens in new jersey i mean think about like a real like spiritual plural doing it there mm-hmm. like doing that in like the himalayas doing it in the alps like a place of who knows her story. history maybe she comes down to new jersey pride from the alps it's her yearly route <laughs> she makes it up to the himalayas then she's like, I gotta go to New Jersey Pride. Takes her the year. She goes to New Jersey Pride. She walks back to the Himalayas. I mean, who are we to know? She like floats I... from the Himalayas to New Jersey on an iceberg, <laughs> like in like a glittering cloud. Like... I don't know if she, she never physically touched me. So she might've been an astral projection. Oh, it's we all, it's too. all like, oh yeah. I forgot. It's like the hovering hands. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, she's. Oh. She's reading South Brunswick, but she might be, you know, um, those kind of, of those Tibetan flags, you know? Yeah. Um, you know? Oh my God. It's, we another, have, it's another topic, you know? I an- know. I, it's, it's mysteries of the world that we will never, we will never fully know, but we will reap the benefits of, and that can be beautiful. Um, okay. There you go. So you can see on the sound waves. All right, there you go. Okay. Um, yeah, um, we were talking about the thing. I asked if you've been Reiki healed, and that was the last thing I heard. Okay. You can join anytime. Oh, 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 oh no, no. I mean, so that, go ahead. Go this ahead. is go the, ahead. the promise of more. Um, have I ever been Reiki healed? No, I feel like I've never been like regular healed. I feel like I'm just sick. I'm spirit. I'm spiritually yeah. sick. Um, I could use a Reiki healing and a sports massage in tandem so badly. And it's always been something that I've really been interested in doing, but just like never have for whatever reason. I love it. I think, I think we got to send you some, we got to send an army from the Himalayas and New Jersey. And the center is Drew. Yes. Like I will be waiting on a massage table, like to get, like these magical hovering hands, like just filling me with serenity and hopefully not. I mean, I, I, I feel like if they were like falling backwards on the floor from the sheer weight of your psychic energy, like mine would kill someone. So like, let's hope, let's hope that doesn't happen, but. You know, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Absolutely. All right. I think we have to play I think so. <laughs> Go call the governor. So I am going to present you with three cultural scenarios from recent and or ancient history. And you're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. There are no wrong answers, but your choice is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? Are you ready to play? Oh, Drew, I would love to, but I think I need to call a friend. Is that okay? Yes, phone a friend. 
let's bring her bring her in so i'm here with my cousin nina and i would love if she was able to give um there to expand the binary a little bit as we love to do um nowadays so if you're able to sit we're going to play call the governor and i'm now ready to play yeah a big a big welcome to cousin nina um thank you thank you very much you're playing so i'm ready now perfection you are you are about to play one of the most confusing games in the podverse so first scenario wendy williams is formally launching a podcast does the governor need to be called no well it's a great question because you know it's ethical question because of course my instinct is no but yes we need the governor to alert everybody we yeah. what if there's not enough billboards so i will say no but with a you know caveat there that we need it broadcasted we need it inescapable yeah i i 100 agree like this if she's not gonna get a tv show this seems like the perfect vehicle for her and it's just more mass access. Like, I don't think I've ever seen like an actual episode of Wendy Williams. It's just been all clips. Like I would listen to every episode of a Wendy Williams podcast. The interesting thing about actual episodes of Wendy Williams is when you see a clip, it is, I mean, it is, it is comedy genius. It's cultural comedy, com- commentary and, and comedy. Um, you know, it's, it's incredible. There's nothing like it. Watching an actual episode is an is and this is such a like white thing to say but it's like an edward alvey play it is yeah. it's like it it is scripted unscripted it, it is it is so beautiful the pacing of it every time and sometimes it really just kind of drolls on and that's what you kind of miss from the clip sometimes it's just like the the pauses i don't know it's it's really it's pretty incredible she Um, is just such a natural born performer like the cadence of how she tells stories no one is doing it like her I was I mean I was very sad when the show ended in such an undignified way the other week and she wasn't able to like actually be there to like for the send-off but all the clips that people were circulating which did sort of feel like a, a eulogy she's not dead but like it it was a little depressing like just the sheer breadth of how funny she can be in so many different ways is like un unparalleled when i think about wendy williams i always remember that billy eichner clip of where he's running around on the street and he asks gay people do they care about wendy williams or Wait, what's the other guy? Um, James Corden? No, the um, uh, the guy with the the British guy on t- talk shows. James Corden? No, no, uh, the um, the British guy who does the news. John John Oliver. John Oliver. John Oliver. Oh, John John Oliver. Oliver. He's running oh, around. Yeah. He's running. Billy Eichner is running around the street, and he goes to up to gay people in Chelsea, and he goes, "Do you care about Billy? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. John Oliver or Wendy, Wendy Williams? Williams? And almost all of the gay people are like Wendy, Wendy Williams. Williams. Of course, yeah. of course. And I think what's the hard part with Wendy Williams show as well is that it was it was that was 
it was always going to come some, it was going to go somewhere and it just yeah. sucks that she did get the send off. Uh, the cultural landscape is so huge, as you know now, like co co mm -hmm. co covering stuff and just even day to day talking about something. There's just, uh, you know, so many topics to cover and yeah. to feel like you have to know about or have to engage with um, when we don't always. Um, but it, it's it's very hard. You know, what is an A-list celebrity to someone might be just like a husband to someone else or yeah. like you don't know as well. So it's mm -hmm. it's a lot to to go off of yeah but she she was just so adept at navigating that i mean so rudely too like putting people in her pl their place like i mean it's an easy reference but like oh, dula peep truly like you cannot think of dua lipa without thinking of dula peep like saying narita aura who is that woman like i mean yeah yeah she yeah. she really will like she'll put you in a framework a really like psychotic framework but like i don't know she will be missed on tv but like this podcast like even if it's a fraction as good as the tv show will be like appointment listening for sure okay next scenario anne hathaway's whole deal does the governor need to be called yes mm. and it needs to be speed dial Okay. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway's whole deal, it be on, you know, <laughs> hello, go call the governor. We got to go for it. We got to go for it. Oh, poor Anne Hathaway. No, this is with love. We have to figure out what is going on. What's going on? I guess. She yeah. don't has a, what is the last movie? Everyone, I'm going to, I'm going to counter with a question. What was the last Anne Hathaway movie you saw? That I can think of that horrible um, uh, Leme, Lemez. Oh my Lemez. God. Oh, okay, she's so good in that. that and that was also that, 10 years ago. I know, you didn't but that's see the last movie. I have not seen it. We need to call the governor. Oh my God, yeah. I've seen Ocean's 8 like five times now. I loved Ocean's, uh, she's so mm -hmm. good in Ocean's yeah. 8 which is why we need to call the governor to help her. I think, I think she's, it's not, she's, she's self-sufficient, but I just think that, you know, when you're caught in the riptide. Okay, I guess I've seen, I've seen things since she has been making more movies. That being said, the thing that st sticks in my mind is the Lamez bullshit with yeah, her absolutely. short hair, all that. And it is, that was a, so we need that another, was a train wreck. We need another yeah. touchstone. But I think she's the best part of that movie. I mean, just like, but I, I don't think that I could ever have a problem with her because of Devil Wears Prada. No, I love Okay, her. well, that's, that's, that's okay. true. Like, she does, like, get a pass for life for that. I think Princess Diaries, like, you get a free pass for that, too. Like, I agree. Look. I agree. If you come from Princess Diaries and you end it, Devil Wears Prada, fine. At no point did I say- I mean, go ahead, do your extra on Eli Mez and yeah. crazy and I don't try want to her to stop, you know, I, I don't want her to stop doing movies or, or like she needs to do more or anything. It's just like, I want her to be happy, truly. And I want yeah. her to, and I want her to feel glam. And if she's doing that and she's happy, then go ahead. But we need to call the governor because we need a check-in because I would I would love Anne Hathaway to have more like touchstone moments in culture I do yeah miss that. it's been yeah. a while like I know she's like very 
consciously retreated from the spotlight in a way but like yeah. she's re-entering now like I feel like she's done so many cool like fashion editorials recently and like that's kind of why I put her on the dock because she's been like she's looked I think better than ever recently and I'm excited I don't know I want to see what's in the pipeline here all right then you know what if we you know what you've convinced me I'm not gonna call the governor let's give her some space you know, I let's get men fine. out of her business. She's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, she's not my favorite actress, but I'm not going to throw her under the bus. No. And I do think that she should do a sequel to Devil Wears Prada because oh, yeah. the author wrote a sequel. Like, just go and do it. Like, fine. She even did that thing at the Oscars with, uh, Emily, Blunt. with Emily Blunt where yeah. they were calling out. It was out. also like 10 years ago. I understand that. Yeah. Um, and I'm old, but that's how I think of her and that's fine with me you know she she could easily be like a I mean it it depends on who we're we're broadcasting to or we're broadcasting to millennials slash uh gen z because I feel like gen z would be like she is trash however millennials I don't think so we're I'm ready for I'm I'm fine Millennials came out of the womb with Ella Enchanted playing on DVD. Oh my god. And that's that's where we are. All right, what's the next? Oh, sorry, what? Let's go back. Let's go. No, I I we'll get on to the next one. We'll get on to the next one. The the last (laughs) one here is a No, what were you saying? I I I thought I didn't know if we needed to I was about to say something shitty and it, it because this is like not necessarily like true, I guess. I wish she wouldn't do TV. I would like her to be a movie star. Like TV is beautiful. Like there's a lot of good TV, but like she doesn't need to be doing like TV. It does do what is TV? You know, it is confusing. It does a disservice. Yeah, it's like it's like what is content? What is TV? What is streaming? Well, it's hard. Someone sent me a link today that um, uh, Boslerman is recutting Australia his flop movie from 2008 with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman into an eight episode miniseries. And I'm like, hey, this came out already. This isn't even a remake. You're just like, like it just, it like it says the quiet part out loud that people are just making really long movies for TV right now. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting. A lot of that footage, especially, you know, um, once you switch to digital, is in LTOs and in like storage and you can just pull those out and like reprocess them for a ton of money and it's not that much money and you can just like recut that that shit into four episodes and like post it you know it's like you can do that stuff all the time yeah the idea of that makes me want to throw up really with australia oh australia was a bad movie and if i'd you... rather watch australia the tv series than elvis the movie i'm sorry i tried we tried to go the other night i don't want i i don't <laughs> I, i'd rather tell me why tell me i'd why. rather motion pictures just sh- short yeah get shorter i, I just I... want I want to go out and see that Elvis picture, and I just wish it wasn't three hours, or else I it's would go. Three in the hours. It. It's three hours. Oh my god! Of three, of three hours of a Boz Lerman movie, like that's like putting your brain in a blender. It is, yeah. and so, so it's putting wheatgrass shot into. You know, that. <laughs> it's a short 
Martin, that that biopic, I'm down for. I want to see what they're giving. However, a, a mini series about all the the terrible Australia. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I would watch the mini series about the making of the movie. It's just oh, the the movie I itself. I guess. I guess. I remember like being half asleep by the climax. Oh my god. I haven't I haven't seen it at all. I like his work is well so, wait for the miniseries. <laughs> like, or not. It's so like cliche to say this, but I truly cannot believe he's not a gay guy. <laughs> like it really is, it is so crazy to me that the man who made Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet is not I mean he he was hanging out with the pit crew of Canada's drag race two weeks ago, <laughs> which is yeah. In the words of Nicki Minaj, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Um, no, I, I, I brought up Moulin Rouge today. I know. Yeah. Moulin Rouge has, like, it, it just has a very long tail. Like, like, it's one of those movies that is, like, so crazy and so overwhelming, but, like, it is such a touchstone still. Yes. And you can't this have Nicole without it. This is what I brought up today about Moulin Rouge is that the moments where a song reaffirms love. How many mm. moments are there where a song reaffirms love, where you have a moment, so. you have a moment of despair and you hate each other or there's a, a something disconnect in the love affair and then you sing a song and your love is being reaffirmed. And I think that Moulin Rouge is the is the starter moment for that happening because that's where I go back to because there are other in my, moments yeah, in all in these world. other cinematic adventures where that becomes a thing again, hmm. where you can just sing a song. Also, how beautiful is that? Where you could be completely tied and different things happening and then you sing a song and mm -hmm. you are like, oh, I love you again. Yeah. You know? I it's honestly beautiful. do not remember Moulin Rouge. We got to watch it later. Well, I, don't I, remember. Guess, I guess we will. I will. I will. It is, it is worth a watch. Like the bar I was at over the weekend was doing like a musical hour and played a bunch of stuff from Moulin Rouge. And I was like, oh yeah, like this, this movie is like insane, but it is, it's fun. It's fun insane. It's ridiculous. Fun. It, but you know what's his face um the star wars guy you and uh, mcgregor is... yeah thank you obi-wan kenobi mm -hmm. i'm very terrible at remembering names clearly anyway but you and mcgregor it's it's probably one of my favorite sh moments for him no well, that's yeah because that's he, fair that's fair sings. that's fair he sings he's mm -hmm. really good mm -hmm. at singing I can't talk that much about you, McGregor. It's, it's very upsetting it's for me. It's I have to move on. I can't talk too much okay, about him. There's something on. very dark that happened <laughs> um, in my past with you, McGregor. So oh, we should move on. Okay. Well, uh, last scenario here is a little dark. Uh, insurrection shades. Does the covenant need to be called? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about those clear wrap around sunglasses that like gay guys are wearing right now that look like oh. duck hunter those like duck hunter ones but they are also worn giving. by members oh, of God, the model it's giving 
Oh God, it, it, you know, that shot between that and you and McGregor, I, I just, it, it brought an it's giving out of my system. And I haven't heard that um, in such a long time. We, we just watched an episode of the- Wait, wait, wait. Of, of the- um, the legendary? the legendary yeah yeah when the, the the legendary episode where they got eliminated the, the oh oh my god house of, oh. Yes, house of light oh yeah that but was those are bigger they, no house i think it's, of light, i'm gonna i'm searching up fishing glasses house they're of like fishing light, glasses. yeah oh, we're all wearing those wraparound glasses and they were the I ones that know. got booted no 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 they're like but they're like the oakley's I can what? drop some in the chat here. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, no, I, I, I don't even know how to Google this. Like they are kind no, of like right. fast it, it fishermen. Is, it's like the House of Light ones, but smaller. They're like narrower. Okay. It's like, not, I don't- Like these, okay, hold, hold, I got them. Okay, while I'm pulling this up, like that was, Wait, I, don't think I, I love Legendary. Like that is so, that was such a crazy uh, performance and critique. Like okay. they were, they were really aggressive with their critique. Yeah, they gave they gave House of Light a like a five, three, a three, a three, a three, a three. A three. the yeah. lowest ever. Unbelievable, and incredible, and, and, and they were wearing those wraparound glasses. Uh, oh my god, you were right. No, they really were. Those. Yeah, they were wearing. They had they had face paint on. And they were wearing wraparound glasses and they I were think... talking a lot of shade in the black and white moments about other teams. And then I they know, came on, I know. And then they came on and they tanked. Part of me is wondering like, did, did Laomi or did, did, I don't know, did, did some, did they kind of hear what was going on backstage? Cause they were talking a lot of they shit. They were talking that. shade. The way that that was edited is like, is really, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, 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 people have been talking about, you know, their opinions on season three of Legendary, but like, I, I truly, I, it is such a beautiful, um, it is such a beautiful, I don't know what the word is there, but like the cohesion of reality television judging. It's like, it is like a love letter to judging on reality TV. They it's, have the best lovely. panel on TV and it's not particularly Absolutely. close. Well, I was, I thought that losing Megan the Stallion was going to be more of a loss mm -hmm. for the show than it was. But Kiki Palmer, like, how does Kiki Palmer, A, like, not just judge everything, like, she should judge everything, but she should, like, host a late night show or, like, do Absolutely. a variety show. She'd be so good at it. Mm -hmm. I, I think she did, may, maybe she did. She's she's covered for a few. Oh yeah, like, she did. Yeah, she did. Um, morning. She did that like daytime thing for a little bit. Yeah, but right. I think that got canceled. Like she like if she hosted a late night show and, or if she replaced James Corden, like he's leaving. I think that would be great. Like she's so good at it, and like that whole panel is great. Like Laomi will say something, or well, well, I'll think something is really good. I'll think something is like. Oh, like that's a nine for sure. And then she'll be like, it was a six, it was gutter, I hated it. And I'll be like, I was wrong. You, yeah, I, I, absolutely. It, and it's so well illustrated with that, um, with House of Light. I mean, I feel like every anyone who watched that, I mean, not anyone, but a lot of people who like general audience watching that is like, oh, that was fine. And then once it's pointed out, you're kind of like, 
oh, okay, I could see yeah. how that would be, you know, that would be upsetting there, especially rewatching it. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, okay. I see it's like, I, yeah, it, it's interesting. I I love the arc of the season. I thought it was great. I thought, and I thought it was great editing as well. Just oh yeah. Like really well done. Have you yeah. finished it yet? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Nina hasn't, so we have to Okay, move well, on. we will not be spoiling. Oh, I'm sorry, going back to these glasses. I've been so disturbed. That's why we moved, we moved back. I, oh, I'm yeah. about to faint. It is just like, um, it is very intense, uh, the uh, feeling, because I think we always, it like, a, like a mustache, like it's something that's like always can be attractive, like when you see those types of glasses on, on somebody, but then you have mustache culture. And I'm worried that we're dipping into that where it's like, you know, mm, I love bacon and my curly mustache. It's like that with the with the glasses, it's like a fetishization or a, not fetishization, Jesus, but like I like a love for the um uh for the for the glasses that is kind of like about masculinity and like what does it mean? No, yeah. no. No, no, I don't I think I the... don't think those glasses will ever add to a look that turns me on. Well, ever. I think, but I think it is within. It will only ever be a moment where the rest of them are 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 hot, and then and then that's that. The glasses don't do. They don't subtract or add. No, I they see. Sit, I they will sit and stay. I there was a guy with the orange orange yellowish ones. Yeah, yeah. those orange ones are the. He was like a. He was I, recently, and I saw this guy and like. He was so hot, and then he took off the glasses, and I was like, "It's like, weird. oh yeah, you ha you had like the Levar Burton glasses. visor on at that mm -hmm. point. Like, I think those glasses do look very different in a straight male context versus a gay male context. Like straight male, you like you are like fishing off the boat, perhaps. Whereas yeah. a gay guy, I'm sorry, like yeah. you're pairing it with different stuff. Like I, I saw I saw like some tweet the other day that was like, um. I don't remember what the framework was, but like it was like blank starter pack, like gay blank starter pack. And it was like these shades, a camo hat, pearls, and then like Crocs or something. I don't remember what. The yeah, last I'm, I and, like, I, and I'm a bit fatigued from the like, or the, the like crop pants and everything. And then, and then the sunglasses. I see, yeah. I don't know. I it just feel, sometimes I feel like, are you comfortable? I don't know. And no, like when style, when personal style turns into like an easily replicable uniform, like maybe yeah. that's like the saturation of the trend. Like we've talked on this podcast before about how like pearls for men has reached like a critical tipping point. I think, and pearls will never go out of style. Like they're just one of those things that like art, you know, it's not like clams are going anywhere. So we're always gonna have the pearls, but like, yeah, it's become such like an almost cliched item now. And I feel like their shades are like moving into that at like light speed. Cause I definitely hadn't seen them before this year. I find I that very attractive. Pearls on a man? Yes, I do. What's well, very like TikTok. Yeah. I guess I haven't been uh, for you, Paige, on the Pearls for Men TikTok. We need to find I them immediately. I should find that because be literally, I mean, 
my connection with pearls is 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 strong enough because I have a pearl necklace from my grandmother and then a pearl necklace from my mom that I combined to make a no, long line. No, that's oh, what that is. Yes, beautiful. I did. I have a, I have a really oh. long pearl necklace, which is like, can be a, I can- And you wrap it around. I can wrap, you wrap it, around it around. And I have it be a, a, a like, a, or whatever. But it's also really special to me because it's half my mom, half my grandmother on the other side. So it's my dad and my mom mm -hmm. in a pearl necklace that I combined. And to me, I I suppose it, in the way that pearls are normally thought of, it's just like this like kind of, you know, uh, rich, old piney, you know, whatever and stuff. But like these pearls are freshwater. They're they're also oh, wow. they're also black pearls. And no. yeah, they're really cool. And For so, listeners at home, um, Nina's wearing these pearls right now in a <laughs> torpedo tick cat suit. Um, which is really next, um, it's an uh, iconic yeah. fashion moment on the podcast. But I, well, but like, anyway, so because pearls have always been like one of those things where it's like an iconic family heirloom. I feel like that that history of pearls Absolutely. is a big deal. Absolutely. So yeah. for it to come up on TikTok like this and whatever, it's like as long as they do due diligence with, you know, whatever. I mean, not not necessarily, it, but like it's interesting to see the context coming forward. If uh, if there is some, I'm yeah. not calling the governor on the insurrection glasses. I'll let them have their moment, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I am calling the governor on John Steinbeck's The Pearl because it just always I hate <laughs> thinking about it when I'm talking about and it really is his Christina fat, nasty, broke moment where it's just like the plot points there are just desperate, you know, like at least the other ones of Mice and Men and stuff is like it kind of makes sense. The bullet ricocheting and hitting the baby, spoiler alert. Yeah. It's just, what it's, is it's, it's fantastical. It's, it's, it, it, the punishment does not fit the crime. It does not that, fit the crime. No. And it's a whole lot of plot for like a 90 page book too. Like it just, Ugh, exhausting. <laughs> not, I mean, he, we love John Steinbeck, but like, not flop era. Novellas are like very flop era. I feel like novellas are flop era. Yeah. Novellas are flop era, and good for good for him. He got the novella to the main stage. But oh, here they are. Here oh, are beautiful. Yeah, a color. Yeah. She's showing the those pearls are the, those for are the, the one. I never really looked at them up close. For yes. Oh wow! I These anything, jewels. I, I say they're different. They're different sizes. Put in the camera. Yeah. I'm trying. That they're. The, the, well, they can't hear it. Yeah. Make it make noise. Make noise. Oh, there we okay. go. Yeah, we'll do it. Oh my God. Wait, careful. <laughs> Yay. Oh, yeah. And Look that's at that. What, that's what. Right. You know, that's what a fresh water pearl sounds my like. Yeah. thing is that I put a magnet clasp on them so that they, oh, so that they, um, it's, and for, it's for old people. Magnet clasp. You know what? I'm going to put in my two cents. Or magna class for, for all for all women everywhere because when i remade this necklace for myself i was like hell yeah uh, i'm putting in a magna class what's because a magna class literally exactly what 
It is. It's a clasp that is a magnet. Oh, clasp. I thought it was a magnet glass. No, it's a clasp. I thought you were saying clasp. Like what kind of clasp? There you go. There you go. So I don't have to worry about putting it in the back of my head and being an idiot about it and stuff. I think, and so when I got it remade, they were like, oh, are you an old, is this for necklace for an old person? Really? And I was like, no, I just want to live my life. Ease, so yeah. I don't have to turn my necklace around and clasp it in front of my face. We we always talk about ageism being rude towards older people, but we never talk about it, how it hurts and affects young People. Right, like yeah. like this this invention of, of a magnet class was just for old people, and it's just like life alert. I sometimes even think I am obsessed <laughs> with having a life alert yeah. on my you can water. Yeah, add <laughs> no, no, no. it like a pen. No. Oh. Literally, literally, help me! I've fallen down <laughs> my chandelier. <laughs> And I can't get up. No, but literally there are some people's showers that I have been in. And these are, these are, are, are my gay boyfriends that, ha- that are not cleaning their showers and they're doing. Not me. Separate- not I'm you, cleaning not my you, shower. Not you, not oh my you. God. Who are these yeah. Who are these? <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I know who you're talking Prison about. <gasps> no, but like, what? It's not, not okay. worse. If I like, fall, if I fall in that shower. I want a life alert. It's real bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it's fine. It's There's fine. history. There's history. They've cleaned it since. Oh. And that being said, I feel like having, being in your 30s and having a life alert string tie in your shower wouldn't be the worst thing. No. Not, no. Anyone can fall. It's just a, you know, for in the shower when you're alone. Oh, I live alone. I'm single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should yeah. put a life alert in my shower. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a great place to stick a pin in because much like life <laughs> yeah, alert. Yeah, I, I didn't know that this was going to go here. I completely, <laughs> no, I we, I completely I agree. And I think I that the audience needs to think about, no, Where, I think the audience needs to think about this because I'm considering in the break getting a life alert. And I think you should see. I, and I, this is perfect. Everyone can take a contemplative, quiet moment while we roll these ads. We will be right back. And we are back with Gifford and Nina. Let's move on to this episode's cultural emergency. Uh, what are y'all rushing to the ER today? Well, Drew, let's assess the trauma. Have you played a video game? Have you heard of these? I have heard of these, yes. And have you met a girl before? I have met several girls and they have lifted me right. up in ways I will never- You're gonna love this. Okay, have you played a Nancy Drew video game before? I have. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have noted on my notes, which one, if Drew has played one, which one have you played? So do you want the story? Cause I have a queer narrative around this. I want the queer narrative as soon as possible. Okay, so I have played, and I had to, I had to look back and figure it out time wise. I played the haunted carousel. Mm. At now, I did not own this game. I would go over. I this video game came out when I was eight or nine. I 
went over for playdates to my friend's house who I will not name, but this friend who I am, I have not spoken to in like 15 years, probably grew up to be the person who runs the social media accounts for tushy bidets. Mm. So mm. that's my, queer, that's my queer narrative. Like two like soon to be gay people playing Nancy Drew furtively in a finished basement. Does this person currently run it or? Oh, cur- it? oh, currently. Oh, interesting. I know the person who used to. So that's interesting. Maybe it is the person who used to. We'll talk offline the about baton. I like the I like the passing of the baton. So. Yeah, <laughs> well, it could be the same. We could be talking about the same person, but they okay. were behaving positively terroristic for a while, which is why I am not naming that. Uh, not naming. Okay. That. Yeah. 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 But yes, I that I have played haunted carousel at that person's house, oh. and I remember really liking it as a fan of the books and just like mysteries in general. So, one of but, the best games. I love that game. I would like to hear about y'all's experience with this though. Cause this, this is an emergency that like, like we needed experts for this today. And well, we you, you've been clued into the emergency portion, the climax here that is just so exciting. And, and, and I, we're going to get to it. Like mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow, not like Rachel Maddow doing the Trump tax returns. We are going <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, but I do like, I do love this, like the best, uh, another cultural emergency, like the vamping of that. I always go back to that. Like the, it's the best vamping ever. It's like, we're getting to the tax returns and now mm-hmm. we're getting to the countdown of the tax. Anyways, so much like that, um, let's get into it. What can I start with here? Should they, do you want me to go back to the start of the emergency or... I Where want I want to hear your nar- your journey. Where well, the perspective. This is a show about what's perspectives. The what's the beginning uh log into the game? Well what, is there is there a uh a, a backstory? Is there a narrative? That's a great question. And to say that, I think I'd have to go all the way back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh wow. So we start with um this story with a software developer who was developing uh software for um police training and uh this is at late 80s early 90s this is also also like fully from my research and from what i found over the years kind of compiled together today so i think most of it is accurate but also you know do your own work but i'm pretty sure it's I have my sources. Um, so we start with ICAT, with the Institute of Combat Arms and Tactics, which then uh, led to American Laser Games. So like it's one of those things where it started as like a training tool and they realized, shoot, virtual person, fun, exciting. And then it uh, weirdly was funded partially by the Albuquerque Independent School District and they started developing these full motion video games, which were like, um, you know, the first, one of the first ones of like, uh, not full, not FMV, but like of of this genre of like, you know, you think like Duck Hunt or Time Crisis, which yeah. you would play in um, uh, arcade. So it's that that type of um, stuff. And this was for the Laserdisc, the, the 
Oh, laser dick. Not a, not a Freudian <laughs> slip on crisis twice. Laser dick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if um, for listeners, if you think of like, you know, like a modern FMB would be like uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, like that was a popular one, or like the Kimmy Schmidt one that they did. And so it's just like, choose your own adventure. I mean, now, um, like, super, oh, no. okay, so the quarry, the quarry yeah, the quarry's that, the big one right now. I the quarry's like. the big one, which is not, you know, actual video footage, but it's, motion capture mm -hmm. so um uh so then as uh laser dicks and oh my FMB god <laughs> started to fall out of fashion or or they like they they were as they were booming they made a women's division which became her interactive and the uh vice president of uh american laser games uh Patricia Flanagan wanted to make a video game that would speak to her daughters and so she realized the company's games were that were revered by boys and these kind of shoot them up and she was thought well speak to another de demographic um mm -hmm. so that they could have a step up into the computer industry as well because these ridiculous shooter games were you know, the way that you would have to install this and figure out how to work a laser disc and and get all this stuff going and then with PCs as well um, was giving a leg up. So the, so the thought there was like, how do we get that for, you know, girls? So so um, this sparked in the first project, which was Mackenzie & Co. And that was on five discs for the PC. And they had interviewed all these girls and it, it became a um, pretty much a shopping and dating simulator, which is still a popular genre, a, a dating simulator now. Uh, but the reviews were really mixed because, you know, it was the 90s and people were like, really, you're creating this game and it's supposed to be this, but it's like, you know, uh, it's like shopping and dating. Why is it all focused on that? But, you yeah. know, the point being that they were still trying to figure out, like, how do we get to this graphic? And so then they bring in some more people and uh, well, with Mackenzie and Co, what is interesting is that they do release it and no major distributor wants to go for it because they think, well, no, you aren't going to get girls to buy games. And it sold 40,000 units in the first two years at $60 in the 90s mm -hmm. and then doubled that in the entire yeah. run. And so then they're thinking after that, because with the reviews, they're like, well, what do we do here to kind of like counter Barbie and like and because that's another video game that's the biggest video game franchise of for like geared towards girls at the time is like it was Barbie. Is like all the Barbies like Barbie detectives that's true Barbie Mattel, Mattel really had a monopoly really had a monopoly yeah. Barbie extreme makeover you know all all those so then we skip forward and ALG is taken over by her interactive because it's like it's the most successful branch there and it goes to the point that they buy him out. And in 1997, they um, license Nancy Drew and they do their first one, Secrets Can Kill. And this is another big success and it goes forward. And the lead developer says, we decided if they're not gonna let us in the front door, we'll go around the back. And they start selling on Amazon, like very early days. And we, uh, they learn <laughs> how to like package and do the PR on their own and marketing and they sell all the stuff and then it's distributed, you know, in stores across the country and the New York Times dubs them the unbarbie of computer games um, and they trademark the tagline heard around the world, her interactive for girls who aren't afraid of a mouse. 
So oh, that's story. I have chills Everyone. at that. I've never heard that tagline before. Like that really it is like one of the most oh. amazing ones of all time. Yeah. So that's the backstory of her interact- interactive, which I her think interactive is, is such a powerful name for a comfort. Oh my Truly. god, I, I have the chills right now thinking about I like copy. Whoever that copywriter yes. was, like, I hope they are living large. I hope that they, they have a nice private island somewhere. I'm sure oh. they're doing well in, I imagine, like, Seattle for them, but, like, or, like, a little suburb, maybe. Or, oh, yeah, like, know. the Bill Gates private island, kind of, like, piney. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Oh, love. Ooh, a little a bit. Treat. They yeah. have, like, a really nice local honey. That's what I think. You know, in their cab, you open up their cabinet, Good supplements, great local honey. I think yeah. that's what the copywriter was having. Oh. So um, you send me a little bit about like the gameplay oh. to these games. And I, I saw, I I've, I have played this games. It, it's been almost 20 years now, but the clips that you sent me <laughs> were like truly electrifying. I thought like, especially I mean, I, this one about, um. I don't want to like jump ahead on your talking I don't point. Know, but, like, I don't know. The Laurie Gerard villain reveal. Yeah. Masterful acting, voice acting. Amazing. Uh, what's great is also, you know, just all of it coming together. They're getting these voice actors from, you know, I don't know, people who can either submit professionally or I don't know really exactly about the process, how they get everybody. But it's wonderful because the great thing about voice acting is that you don't have to be the person and and very much so and you don't have to be in film as well but it's nice that it's a given in the industry that you know you don't have to be 17 to play 17 and that's what's so much fun about the Nancy Drew games is that's a lot of VO and the actor who does um, Nancy Drew Lonnie Manella was in, I think, kind of like their late 40s when they started Nancy mm-hmm. Drew. And like, I really feel like with with it, it's like, I always think of Ross Matthews talking about um, Snatch Game from season, is it season four or season five? Like a real heavy Nancy Drew. This oh, is Nancy Drew, like, yeah. 4 when... a.m. at a dress. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it, it's like, it's interesting. Like the choices there are like, are interesting but once you like tune into it it's such an iconic it's such an iconic voice it, to me like it definitely it is, it's like the voice is very like dignified and it, like it, it i like mm-hmm. it like it's it's especially if you're like counteracting you know what we think barbie two sounds like like i've never played the barbie video games like i do remember watching like barbie animated movies and series with like my cousin and stuff where it's very like kind of stuff and I know that's the voice like Margot Robbie's doing for the new Barbie movie but like Nancy Drew like even like it is a very like um it's like a Velma Daphne dichotomy almost yes yes it it that that's exactly it you still get that perkiness there Mm -hmm. but um uh it's it's different. I don't know. It's a fascinating take on the iconic character. It's a woman's um, perkiness. It's a woman's perkiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's it's perkiness for girls who aren't afraid of a mouse. Right. Um, so 
so I guess we don't really need to talk too much about the gameplay. If you haven't played a Nancy Drew game, DM me. I will help you out um, in more ways than one. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll have my link and just let me know. Um, oh, I, I, you guys were talking about the Barbie voice. Oh, I no. I wanted to we're getting put my there. two cents in there, but I'm not, we're not ready. We're not ready for Barbie yet. We're, we're, we're going, just we're going there. over when you want to talk about Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> we have an expert on the other side of, oh, of the video that. game industry <laughs> for, for women. So, okay. So, uh, yes, yeah, so actually it's probably time to, to go into there, mm-hmm. but I, I, I mean, themes, um, I guess if going back, if we really wanted to go back, I guess we could talk about Barbie a bit here. I Barbie? would say going into the personal aspect of this, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah. Let me let me preempt the this story. Um, Barbie Dreamhouse was is what I could say is the best uh, idea for how much I know about the voice that was given to Barbie, which was mainly Barbie being pulled up on a screen where she's at the she's at the very bottom, and then all of a sudden her giant face comes up and she goes, "Hi." I'm Barbie. Whoa. And you have to you have to do it with your um with your hands over your face because it's it's the early 90s. Hey. Huh? I'm it. Barbie. Welcome to my house. It's like the spikes of the sound. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Okay. Hey. I'm Barbie. Welcome to my dream house. It's uncandy. <laughs> And and the thing is, I always thought it was Barbie and Barbie's dream house. And every time I forget, it's Barbie and her magical house. And I literally, every time I think of it, I think Barbie dream house. What were they thinking? No, but it's just what we called it. But I kind of love the title, Barbie and her magical house. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, so the, the context of Barbie's, Barbie and her magical house was Barbie's dream house. It's Barbie's dream it's house Barbie's for us. Dream house. That's us. If you haven't, if you're just tuning in, we're Had cousins. they lost we're cousins. the trademark? We're cousins, Gifford and I, and we grew up with fucking Barbie's dream house or Barbie and her goddamn magical house. Anyway, <laughs> the the whole the whole thing is that she she just you you just walk through her house. And you can click on all of her extravagant different places in her house. So like you can do her wardrobe, you can do her closet, you can do her pool. And, and then, and then once you click on something, she like, if you click on her pool, for instance, then she just paddles up on a floaty and she's like, hi, I'm here with Ken. And Ken's about to show up and we're gonna hang out. Do you wanna have a smoothie with me? And then you like get to click on the smoothies or you get to click on her floaty. My favorite is you click the smoothie or something like that. And then it'll be like 10, nine, eight, seven, six, four. <laughs> Hi, Barbie. Oh yeah, Ken, oh, show, show. 10, nine, eight, seven. <laughs> the pauses in between. <laughs> It's yeah. so much time. They clearly were like, we don't want things to overlap. 
right, right. And right. we don't have that much content, so let's really spread out the timing here. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. timing's and a big thing for games of that era, though. Like absolutely. I remember playing like Jumpstart for kids, and like yeah. even Carmen San Diego and stuff. Like all oh, that was oh very like so spaced out and the same way that like kids tv i'm sure like adore the explorer is like all spaced out too because it's like Mm semi-educational for like kids who are doing like or for kids who are just like learning what am i trying to say here like speech patterns verbiage like you're so right though i especially carmen san diego that hits well for me yeah uh, when you stop thief you're under arrest when you're mm-hmm. when you when you actually are like I figured this shit out and and then you find the person and you're like stop thief under arrest. Uh, I'm 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 sorry. No, I am not no. giving any backstory to Carmen San Diego, but you are I think trying to find the people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. We, we all know what Carmen no, San Diego is. Okay, okay. You know but what when you get to that climax of stop thief, you're under arrest and stuff. There is always that pause. Pause. There's a pause. It's yeah. like it's um. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, am I? Is this wrong? And I did always think a little bit that it was like a a, a climax it's event incredible. that they it's were incredible. doing. Yeah, but it really, is. it actually might have been Dell slowing down on me. Yeah, or who knows? Loading. It, it's like that chapter for anyone who's read um, Jennifer Egan's visit from visit, visit from the Goon Squad, visit to the Goon Squad, visit from the Goon Squad. It's like is like greatest pauses in rock and roll history. It's like, it is some, there's something about that silence of like, of like the, like before you catch the culprit. It's true. That it happens in the Nancy Drew as well. It's like, it's like, oh, is it broken? Am I going to lose my game? You know, what's going on? It catches your attention. That to me makes sense because it, I questioned myself with yeah. Carmen San Diego for that. Absolutely. And the other important thing is like, we're not thinking of the time, you know, growing up with the, it's a, a, definitely of an era, you know, it, it, it's different when you're, and you're like, oh, I, there are so many of these pauses, but at the time you're not thinking that you're just thinking no. this the pacing of life. We don't have, you know, YouTube so and true. so many different things, not no. to be you know, ridiculous. Yeah. But, what are you saying? No, I, I, I just think it, 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 like, I totally agree with you. Like, it's all relative in terms of like what we were consuming as kids. Like those games were my only digital footprint for like the first like 10 years of my life almost. Well, that's not true. I mean, like I was playing like sports games and stuff like, ooh. but like, it, I mean, a lot of those games, like I, that's like what I would just be doing. And then I would be playing outside or like watching TV and stuff like that, like that, like the language of those games really like inform my sensibility in a way. It is yeah. interesting to think about loading time as yeah. being uh, dated. Mm-hmm. Oh, because literally i i just i was just telling gifford earlier today that i just showed my parents the that movie office space Mm -hmm. they had never seen it and it hits because of the old technology in that movie where they're watching the screen load and and sharing floppy disks 
And that is such an old timey moment that it's, it feels a little bit like, oh my God, Ed, that was, is no longer uh, thought of that the loading time or something yeah. was always <laughs> something that you had to really mm. think about and do. And uh, well, something that's interesting. Could be in games. Yes. Something that's interesting with the Nancy Drew games kind of going back into that is that there was never that. There was definitely sometimes when it would crash, you know, with software and, and that. But it's truly one of the things where it's the start screen you click on it and then you're in that world. And it is, except for the most recent game, which is a whole nother yeah. topic, but it, it um, you enter that world and it's a slow moving world. It, it, you know, there are those pauses and there's a lot of times you're just looking at no humans and you just have that ambient noise. And it was very calming and exciting at the, at the same time as a child to kind of just, escape into that yeah I I want to hear about how you first got into these games like you know like where were you when was this like what grabbed you so it was about my birthday I would say around like seventh or eighth grade and uh well going back before that um Mm -hmm. and the what was so exciting for me about going over to my cousins with Barbie and her magical house um, is that uh, I was only allowed to play educational video games yeah when I was growing up so it was this kind of fear of this technology which is somewhat reasonable Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were only allowed to play um, you know jumpstart or Oregon Trail or um, something like that or Mm -hmm. type to learn uh, oh my type to learn what yeah i I hated those type i i was in the same boat like couldn't play anything except um the one the few exceptions were like backyard sports and then like (gasps) ml which was fun i like i still like that game i would play that at my friends i and i I, like i still kind of like sports honestly because like backyard sports was such a big like developmental thing for me but then like those were the only two exceptions basically until we were pretty old but like yeah those were not fun i'm like kind of yes but like you see something like nancy drew and it like blows your world open oh it blew it blew my world um i but the um the break there is when i'm like i'm youngest in my family and then as well uh we had the misfortune of our, our, or the fortune on our half of our parents thinking that The Sims was going to be an educational video game because yeah. they didn't know about the cheat code. <laughs> so they thought that it was going to be um, helping us learn about finances. Like that's why, mm-hmm. you know, for like, it was really more like for my sisters, um, like them of like of figuring that out. And then of course, like days in, we were like, oh my God, there's, cheat there's a thing called cheat codes and you type it in and it's interesting because you know going back to what the, the um what they're talking about with um uh with with developing her interactive is like we're all excited like oh my god there's a thing called cheat codes and then you are really learning about computer you know you have to hack in to figure out how 
how to like make that work. So you are still kind of learning something there. But yeah, did we learn about financing and the pressures of um, American society? No. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, but then um, very into Sims, very uh, much waiting for my sister Rosalind to get done having like 700 children in one family. Like <laughs> yeah. she would just have like a yeah. commune farm birthing. Sure. Um, and then uh, I was in Staples day, like a um, video game section and they had Nancy Drew. And I was already excited by Nancy Drew because they were in my sister Claire's um, uh, bedroom there were like she the books were I had read yeah. some of the books and so I was like oh my god what is this what is this so it was last train to blue moon canyon the 13th game and I I snuck it in to the checkout line and I got that game and I think maybe my mom had to be like okay but I'm gonna give this to you on your birthday so like so we had the birthday party, you know, we did the thing, did the thing. People left. I was like, I'm going to go play that. I'm going to go mm -hmm. to the computer. Sneak it downstairs. Everyone's yeah. gone. I took a bag of Tostitos and I could feel the chemistry of my brain change. Like the <sighs> danger, the excitement. And that's the one with Laurie Gerard, who's like kind of a Paris Hilton type because they always like are trying to they're trying, they're trying so desperately to grab like what, what are kids interested yeah. in? What are we going to get them to like solve these puzzles and do all this? And there's a lot of math in that game. And um, it's, it's so much fun. Um, and just, I remember there's jump scares in that game. That was like my first use of a jump scare. I was oh. like, oh, wild. I just remember being like crouched on the computer chair eating Tostitos just just wild with energy mm -hmm. um, solving this mystery and of course like I've only solved two of them without uh, a walkthrough but there's something so funny about like separating that like I have I have somebody telling me how to complete this narrative but still like I feel the excitement as if I figured it out on my own um, yeah so so that's there um and then uh I would play these games like all through high school. And um, uh, when my sister Claire was back in the area, I was like, oh my God, they made a Nancy Drew um, video game and you have to check it out. She's like, I don't know, no, no. And I was like, well, I'm playing the one in Paris. And she was like, well, I've been to Paris. So I wanna go, I wanna play that one. So then yeah. <laughs> she was saying, like, oh God, this map is so, this map is so um, realistic to, to Paris. I'll never mm -hmm. forget that. And so we would play it together and then we would end up playing um, and I would go visit her and we would like um, play play once together. And so it was like a lovely bonding experience as well. Um, and we would like drive to different targets and like Walmarts in the area when they would drop and they would always be sold out, which is like a crazy thing to think about. But um, we would, uh, or honestly, like they hadn't come in yet because they were like, who cares? Uh, but we um, uh, we uh, loved doing that. And then it got to the point once I was like older that I would have to like port the games because I have a Mac and some of them don't even work on Windows. So it yeah. was like figure out that. And, and that's how I got introduced to like the Reddit community of Nancy Drew, which is very strong. It is a beautiful, wholesome 
community that pretty much like took over the actual Nancy Drew Reddit, which was like about the books yeah. and then like fully about the video games. And they're so dedicated and wonderful and I truly love them. And it is the only thing I check on Reddit is the, is the Nancy Drew um, players. And um, yeah, I've played every game twice except for Ransom of the Seven Seas. And I highly recommend these games. It's a great activity if you're sick. It is a great activity if you are healthy and just wanting to um, stay inside. Um, and it's a very fun one to do with um, friends, lovers, and um, all that's in between. Yeah. Um, um, do you have any questions here, Drew? I know we've been talking for a while. Oh, no. Drew, if you're healthy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Stronger. Nancy Drew game of the day. I, the doctor closer than ever because he's going to be like, wow, you're so sexy to solve all those puzzles. Hell yeah. I think it's just, it's so crazy that I've never really played these video games in depth outside of Tushy Bidet's house because I just, I grew up reading those books religiously. Like my mom and my aunt were both very big into Nancy Drew and like my grandparents live in the same town that I grew up in. So like whenever I would go to their house, they had all the old Nancy Drew books there and I got very into that. And I was watching a lot of, I've always been really into like old movies from a very, very young age. So like reading t- like Nancy Drew books and Hardy Boys books and watching TCM at the same time, like, uh, like that, I, I think those two things honestly have led me into like a huge fascination with like the forties and fifties as a cultural era. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know why I never played these games because I know I would have loved them. Like, I, I, I don't know whether my parents thought they would be too, like, mm-hmm. violent or something or, like, or if, like, I don't know if, maybe too girly, but, like, I, I don't yeah, necessarily that was definitely the case. No, but they may not have been so popular at the time that they would have known about them. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's another real thing there. This was like there. 2001, 2002 that I was like really entering my peak or the beginning of like my Nancy Drew obsession. So like, I feel like the games would have been like good for me. They were, they were just coming out. I think the thing is, is like we lived in a cultural landscape where, you know, suddenly everything became ubiquitous and then everything and then and then like everything was scattered again also on the rise of cd-roms becoming obsolete i don't know nancy drew is a cd-rom yeah yeah but but i mean but but cd-roms weren't fully obsolete to like i would say like no 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 no, but they were on the downfall yeah i I, but like 2000 to 2010 like I think they're doing pretty well maybe 2000 to like 2008 yeah maybe like I remember getting on I don't know because PlayStation GameCube all that was really ticking up so CD-ROM yeah but those are still physical copies doing very well no I think gaming gaming PCs people were very very in that but no then, like, I mean you know. those are still a huge thing but like all of that mm-hmm. has moved away from like disc-based games into like mm-hmm. whatever like steam like kind of emulator stuff I, I I'm not I'm not great with this but like I remember the last like 2004 I had Guitar Hero 
the times that we would come over to each other's houses and share games and yeah. so and so part of it for me growing up and being the younger kid was like i had these vivid memories of uh barbie dream house and like the the pink and the excitement and the um kind of en enchanting I don't know the the enchanting quality of it because we only had Barbie dream house at my house right not at your house no I because I only allowed educational video games so so what was interesting was that I would I would um come over and ask for it and I was like where is this thing and then and then I would get answers that would be like Oh, we don't remember what that is. You know, I don't know what that is. And I, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. who, who, like, I, I don't think we ever had that game. I don't think like, you know, oh, I think that got scratched and it got thrown out. And it, Nina only told me like, like five years ago that it was because my parents were worried that it was too fem effeminate. And yeah. so they would say that it was, um, that it was, um, you know, asked to, before it came in, it was like, yes. could you not play that game or could you hide that well, game? Well, they, they, I have very vivid memories of before um, my cousins came over, you know, which was Gifford um, to hide that game because I grew up with only girls. Yeah, and I grew up with had, only girls. I know, yeah. but you were the one boy yeah. and you were the youngest and obviously so wonderful and wanting to be with the girls all the time and I was a family of three girls and we had all the Barbies and Barbie dream house and yeah before uh, the happened since uh, uh hide Barbie dream house cd-rom that's, mm -hmm. That was what was told to, to my family. And I remember a vivid memory of hiding Barbie Dreamhouse CD yeah. before oh, it ever came from That's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's very no. interesting to me because you know, like, I, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I don't put that on on my parents at all. Like I just like I just think it, it was, was also the a different era. It was well. just like an no. era and the and the culture there. But it what what was really wonderful was like was Nina telling me this like oh god like that was like five yeah. years ago at this point, um on a rooftop on Fourth of July. Yeah, um, well, Gifford is my one of my closest, closest cousins. Um, I love him to death, and I also wanted him to play Bar Dream House. I know, and no. and and you and know, I was very taken back by the fact that I, I mean, had to hide Barbie Dream House from you. The thing is, is it only made it stronger. You Absolutely, know, the love, and it probably led like, to Nancy Drew then, where like the the core yeah, memory there. You it's just like um yeah but you know what it was all validated when i learned something very exciting on my social media platform of choice oh which was a celebrity who also shares a love 
for <laughs> and who could video games <laughs> and still shares this love. And Drew, if you would do me the honor, I will read here. Oh dear. The part of everyone else, but could you read the part of the celebrity? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You're in the dock. Okay. Yep. I'm in the dock. I'm locked in. Right. At blank, do you still play the Nancy Drew games? Waverly Academy will forever be my shit. Should I say the name of the celebrity? No, not yet. I think okay. we should, we should we'll hold out. Give a moment. Hold out. Hold okay. out and let hold these out. people know. Because look at this. The only 21 like on this on the celebrities. I- Hey. And this is recent, too. This is from 2020. This I'm dropped in again. 2020. Girl, yes. They just dropped a new one. And this is a fan saying, just woke up at 3 a.m. Getting ready for the song to drop. See the dedication. Can I at least get a high or anything? Anyways, going on to the next one. From May, 20, May 25th, 2020. I'm playing Nancy Drew today. Two... And then from 2009, Twin Pink Lake. OMG, the new Nancy Drew computer games out. And yes, I admit it. I love these games. I ain't ashamed. In November of 2009. Nancy Drew games with my brother. I love that. B-R-U-V-E-R. And with, I didn't spell, I didn't do the formation. I didn't even W-I-F-F. W-I-F-F. Oh. And then skipping back to 2020. I'm about to start streaming my gameplay on Twitch again, LOL. And then my suspended account saying, when are you playing Nancy Drew? And somebody saying, God, I love Nancy Drew. Oh my God, I forgot about your suspended account. Um... Okay, from 2010, RIP, from 2010, replying to at Haley Kiyoko. At Haley Kiyoko, I totally can't play this new Nancy Drew game I just bought without you. I need Hayri. Yeah, like, you know, uh, yeah. Okay, Um, let's, uh, moving on. uh, (laughs) Let's move on from that. Let's move on from that. Um, um, but a love and they do they did play they did play together yes and um uh and um then her interactive her interactive herself herself Haley Kiyoko at Tanache which oh. Nancy Drew game are you playing today and I just think that is beautiful Tanache is a huge Nancy Drew video game fan, which is so, such a wonderful confirmation. And, and she really has always stood in solidarity with us, but like with this, like this is legendary behavior. Yeah. Legendary, legendary. Yes. Um, and yes, her interactives Twitter is followed by Tanache. So to this um, day, it is. To this day, I checked oh. the screenshot is from today and mute moots, moots. So Tanache logs on, sees everything from her interactive. So they should give her that. a voice role in the new games. Well, there's no new games and they're oh. never coming. Um, so there was a CEO that joined in 2014 after some people had retired and stepped down and um, they had announced the latest Nancy Drew game, which was Midnight in Salem, and it suffered from a ton of delays. 
uh, they canceled, they like, they fired a lot of staff. And um, then this tweet is released from Lana Minella, the voice actor who said, hashtag Nancy Drew fans. Sea of Darkness equals my last game voicing Nancy. L-U-V, you fans dearly. 15 years, 32 games, hugs and thanks so much. We'll miss you. Um, it felt like somebody had ripped the heart out of my head. And I just was confused. I was in shock and horror. And the community, in lieu of a new game, started to like solve the puzzle, like what was going on behind the scenes, which was very fun because being on that and like, you know how we have different sites you check during the day and there's like yeah. the ranking. It's like, I'm on Twitter, I'm on my work sites. And then like, this is one that I'll check like, you know, once every two weeks, you know, by, yeah. you know, every, every once in a while. In, dip out. And it yeah. was always somebody, you know, also peeking and being like, but this doesn't add up, you know, what they told me about the about the next game. And it was very fun. It was like a very level-headed, but also at the same time, just like bonkers. Um, so, you know, this was from like 2014, 2015 to 2019 of people, because they used to release like, you know, 15, 32. So it was, it was, it was like um, two games a year. So all of a sudden this is disrupted in this way where they say the next one's coming out. And so there's a lot of people figuring out like, what is the timeline? What have they been working on? Somebody figured out once um, the game was really being released was like, but they're posting, I went into the metadata of the um, screenshots that they, that had, had the screen the, um, of the game that they had shared. And it was like from like 2016, 2018. So like, what is going on here yeah. and everything. Um, so, it was very interesting, like the way that people were applying there. And now at this point, they've like taken to like making their own types of video games and you can feel it all around. I mean, you know, everyone has their thing that kind of drives them. And I guess that was something that, you know, I was initially going to come on and talk about Eartha Kitt's um, uh, techno album, which I I do love and recommend. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> we will have to yeah. talk about that another time because that is another time worth discussing. Which is also sure. Nina related because Eddie, um, I, I was going to visit um, Nina and uh, her friend Eddie put on the music video to Where Is My Man? Where Is My Man? Um, the Eartha Kit. Um, uh, not it's not techno. What is that? It's like kind electronic. of disco, yeah. Electronic. Mm -hmm. Disco electronic. Well, he lives in Spain, so that's no, the whole thing. No, this is before that. What? Before all oh, that. Oh, it's just Shakira. Well, to talk about, Not you Shakira. Know, no, I mean, this was before they were out even. We went oh, to yeah. Shakira I, oh, all that. Garden. That was a whole Oh, that's thing. a whole, that's a whole That's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. So, Drew, I hope that I didn't burn your ear off but no that helped you realize what's going on with nancy drew at the moment and what you can do to help well what i want to do to help is play these games because i there is a game shaped hole in my life right now my nancy drew and this is i mean like not it's not the same but like pokemon has been my like full uh, love since a very young age around the same age that you were when you started getting in nancy drew and to this day, like 
um am like clued into forums and like fan sites and stuff like that's kind of my parallel though I don't know I mean like I don't know if you're gonna make like a queer narrative of Pokemon necessarily because it's just like See, universal can I just ask you one question uh-huh. are you a squirrel squirtle Charizard or Woo! or or um uh, um, um, a Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, yeah. I'm a Bulbasaur. I, think, I, think, I would say. You know what? Me too. Yeah. And I think most people don't go that way. Anyway, it, 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 it's sorry. Sorry is to Bulbasaur, interrupt your narrative. Is, no, don't go for it. Is Bulbasaur the squirter? No. No, that's Squirtle. Nature. Squirtle kind of tells you what the it is. Leaves. I think Bulbasaur squirts too. Well, different. It's leaves. <laughs> It's leaves. Like, it's leaves and like he squirts like poison yeah yeah it's like it's like honestly i think that's I think what happens when you're squirting <laughs> and you're squirting out of a certain orifice Listen, i mean like i would I say, are, I would say this point, you couldn't you can bulb. ask somebody are you charizard bulbasaur or squirtle and at the same time ask them what their horoscope is because literally it means the same I'm an earth person. And even though I'm a water sign, I'm not a squirtle because that is too intense for me. I'm interested in the fucking earth, you know? Yeah, and like that's why one, I'm a Bulbasaur. I like the one that's like, that's like, wait, what's the one that's like a, it's like a yassified um, oh, no. herbivore. What are you doing? It has like a long neck has like a long neck oh meganium i hate that i know yossified herbivore yes i or chikorita yeah chikorita yes i know it chikorita evolves into meganium i yossified herbivore was enough to like understand the beginning pokemon that that question is specific i was he is literally picking out of the 365 or whatever it is it's not it's right the days now now yeah. they're right how come on go oh i i still play it every day <gasps> oh i'm i'm no in it way. i'm in it and you know what i'll i don't have strava i don't have peloton really i don't have like any fitness apps except Pokemon Go because that tracks my mileage and I get wow. to hash my That's incredible. That. I respect that. Nina had like, an incredible. Oh, my stats on Pokemon Go, you wouldn't believe. Amazing. Also, also my avatar, my avatar, by the way, I, I am 100% Magikarp. I have the Magikarp hat on. I have mm-hmm. the Magikarp outfit. And then my sidekick was the Magikarp. And... One wow. day, one day, I will have the Vangicar evolution. What's his remind me? Gyarados. That's right. Yeah. And it's so it is it is the epitome of reaching for the stars. Yeah. I get that. You know, but it's one of those things where it's like I could put together my entire life in a magic carp. Also, I want a floppy fish as my sidekick. Yeah. Cute, oh, fun, yeah. kind of like. I'll walk yeah. around yeah. and everybody who sees me is like, that bitch is crazy. And I'm like, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm the magic carp bitch. The magic carp bitch. 
Whatever. You don't know anything about it. No, <laughs> no, I love it. All I need to know is magic carpet. You're, you're displaying know. solidarity in this moment. Like, and I appreciate that because it is it is a crazy thing to be like, I play Pokemon Go in the year 2022. Yeah. Well, I did play Pokemon Go in 2018 and 2019. And I yeah. haven't. Uh, but did I delete the app? No. 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 It's always it there. If you want to knock on the door again, like four gigs in my phone. Yes. Yeah. Do I delete it? No. Because <laughs> of Magic Art Bitch. Because yeah. I am very in that that whole thing was very important to me. I, anyway, I, 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 enough, so. I, I that's enough out of me. I know. <laughs> I feel like I I just know nothing about Pokemon. That's if you're not into if you didn't get into it as a kid, like you're not gonna get into it now, and that's totally totally fine. It just it's right. it's a it's a it's a brain wiring thing. I, we should do a whole other episode on this because yeah. I watched the entire series. Yeah, about Ash, Kestrel, and Misty, and Brock, and they are all very close to my heart. And no. um, too many animals. I already know so, so, animals. so many animals. <laughs> so many animals that already I just exhaust me. Yeah. Like lot, when I went to the zoo with my friend Faith. And I was like, aren't you excited to be at the zoo? We had gone all the way there. And she just said, I don't like animals. They stress me out. And I just get it. I just get it. Yeah. I can't believe you're, you're relating real animals to Pokemon right now. Well, they're they not. Are. They are and they yeah. are because like there are Pokemon based off of magnets and ice cream cones and literal piles of trash. Like it's not like a one-to-one -one comparison. What are those don't, things? Don't, like, tell not me, don't tell me fucking nature. Jigglypuff and Snorlax has any relationship to a real animal. If no. I saw okay. Jigglypuff in the wild, I'd call animal control. I would I would also <laughs> be like, I love Earth. I called I want I want to I called animal control on a how about, rabid how possum. about climate change is real you know save Snorlax. Yeah, no, because I called I called that animal control number and I called it and I got redirected to a certain department, a certain police department, and I was calling it on a rabid possum and I got the non-emergency line. And they were like, what is it? And I'm like, there's a rabid, there's a rabid possum at these food trucks at this location. And he was like, what do I, what do you want me to do about it? Are you and like, why are you calling me? And like, what's your name? And like, what's your business? So I think if was that's this a the real way... story. Yeah. Okay. Why I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Boring. Go ahead. Um, I, I just feel like if that's what happened when I had a rabid possum, then of course there's a jigglypuff that exists. Oh, I think Pokemon is a distraction from the Jigglypuffs that exist in the oh world. Oh my God, Jigglypuff Psyop. I just That's think so. Scary. Uh, I, okay. Psyduck, Psyduck. Psyduck. Oh my God. Psyduck. Psyduck Psyop. Holy fuck. <laughs> Well, I think uh, that's the end as ever. Wait, so I, you, you, I, we had the last segment, right? Or... Oh, yes, we do have the last segment. Oh my, oh my God, God, is that okay? You are directing this episode. Yes, we are ready to go for it. Oh, okay. Sorry? So, no, no, I, appre I, I, lo I love it. I love it. I love when a guest takes charge. Um, we are going oh. to tear the community apart. 
The rules are very simple. I have picked two songs and you're gonna tell me which one is better. Okay, go. Holy shit. So I have said many a time on this podcast, but that men generally do not make good pop music. No. Uh, these men, I stand corrected and they are gay men, no less. Two mm. 80s pride anthems, two of the best pop songs of the 1980s of all time. Two songs I absolutely adore to death. Which song is better? A Little Respect by Erasure or West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys. I'm going to tear the community apart like a rip and I'm immediately going to go for West End Girls. Yeah. It's incredible. But I'm also not, I'm not, a, I'm not as um, tuned into that erasure song as I think I, I have heard it before, but I, I would need to listen again as well. It, it's but, just not as iconic. Like, I agree with you. Like, they're a good band, but like my exposure to erasure firsthand was through that um, robot rainbow unicorn game for the iPhone. Oh. Do we remember? Oh. That? Maybe not. Okay. And uh, that's what. That that had an erasure no, song playing, do, and that's what counts. Yeah, I hope yeah. I hope that's striking a nerve with people. But West End Girls is like, I mean, it's it's that's West End Girls. Like, you can't really beat yeah, it's West End Girls. Pet Shop Boys is so great, and I really wish that like, I don't know. I went to a lot of like queer event shit this month, and I don't think I heard a a single Pet Shop Boys song, and I think that is. Well, I don't want to erase erasure, but I think that's erasure. Like to to not be playing Pet Shop Boys at a at at a gay thing. But I don't know. That's just me. I think I'm gonna have to go for erasure and see and see what it's like because I, I I don't know it as well. So that'll be yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to assess the situation further. And I will come back with a full answer. Full answer. Oh, fantastic. Well, this, I mean, this was an odyssey. This was a, a grand journey through the minds of a family. We've never had, we've never had siblings, or not siblings. We've never even had, we've never had cousins on before. We've never had any, any, anything like this. This is a historic first for the podcast. Well, you can't expect a surprise. That's something we learned to get to today. And we did we did grow up in a weird way where we had um, a, a, a tear down of of siblings uh, being so our parents uh, traded off having kids for uh -huh. years. Um, so then we're all uh, we're all in a different age based on uh, hierarchy, um, kind of. Yeah, right. So it's like my older sister is a top tier, and then we sift. It, 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 that's the best way I can describe. It's like it, a like plinko kind of like do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, I get I get what you're exactly, saying. Exactly. So oh. like I'm in closer. I'm in, I'm closer in age with Gifford than he is with his sisters. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that's, that's solidarity. Now, and also, I'm like, don't fucking 
hide my Barbie dream house from my Absolutely. young cousin Absolutely. because this boy a formative is bonding a, experience we didn't even know a gay man a gay man's a gay man's girl cousin is formative for development i will Absolutely. always 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 thank my cousin for giving me my access to her american well my pop cousin. culture my first exposure to mary kate and ashley very <laughs> formative but moreover american girl dolls i got to play with and wow. that that changed my oh, life oh my god those are huge yeah. ones you oh, know, yes. oh yes oh yes today a cousin is a great person to have because you're not an immediate family you don't get to have but that in, but but then you but then you do have that out in your life and stuff and so i had that moment to be like gifford you are you have a home here you have a I have a home with you, you know, all of that sort of thing, you know, not that anything went, went wrong, nothing, of course not. It's just one of those, uh, you know, I'm going to play Barbie dream house for you for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, isn't that sweet? Anyway. Um, we unfortunately, that. we do have to wrap up the episode, but this was a, a true dream. Um, where can people find you on social media if you want to be found? Oh, well, first off, you can find Nina at Nina and Colors. Nina and Colors. Nina and Colors. I'm not interested, but go ahead. N-I-N-A-I-N-C-O-L-O-R-S. Oh, wow. You, really, com. you did that well. I can do that. I can spell if Very I want good. to. Very mm-hmm. good. And then you can find me sleeping away the day on Twitter. At the time of this podcast, I am Giffy online. But if there's any outrage due to anything I've said today, oh. I'll probably do something Giffy related. <laughs> Perfection. Um... I cannot recommend that follow enough, by the way. I truly think you are one of the funniest people on earth. And your uh, your video edits, especially, I mean. It's my knitting, you know, like, I, 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 I say that to people sometimes and they're, and like, they kind of, sometimes some people get it. It's, it's, I don't know how to knit. I don't know how to crochet. And it's like, it's, it's my like time of the day when I'm in my downtime and I'm just like, I have this intrusive thought and I'm like- It, I'm it always starts with an intrusive thought. <laughs> the multimedia- some of them are truly intrusive thoughts and I can tell and they're like, it's like 10 people viewed this and I'm like gonna delete it because it really truly does not make sense. And then other ones <laughs> like, you know, today I posted Michelle Visage with Boo and like, that's very acceptable. And you know- Oh, I like, haven't, I need to see that still. That. I gotta watch Well, that. you can find it at, at uh, why oh my god anyways so that's that and drew thank you so much i really I, yes i love that you have this um podcast and i just i love getting to know you more and um this oh, is just this no the, this was incredible experience such a little treat um you can find me at fk pigs on twitter not making content that is good or worthwhile you can find me on instagram at drew has kins for slightly better content and then follow at crisis twin pod on Twitter and Instagram for updates, updates, updates. Oh, what a gift. What a joy. Um, Do the follow. Do the follow. All right. Bye, everyone.